Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our faith walk with Christ. I always say faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Now, talking about the power of God, Yemi, what do you have in store for us today? Well, Philia, we completed our intermission for 21 days closer to God fast. Woo-hoo! Woo! <laughs> um, so we had this 21 day fast. It was three weeks where we spent in our fast, like depriving ourselves of food um, for a certain period of time, as well as being on a stricter diet to try to help cleanse our body, but also dedicating time to God daily, um, journaling, meditating on the word, listening to worship music and listening to sermons. It was such a great experience. And um, since we completed our fast um, over a week ago, just about a week ago, We had some time to react me and get uh, start our regular routine. So right now we're just kind of doing a recap and check in and um, to let everyone know how the fast was and what was the highs and lows and um, if we're going to do it again. (laughs) Exactly. No, I really loved this fast. I feel like it was our first and I feel like it was pretty successful for a first time fast. Um, It was just really wonderful to come up with this idea, um, execute it and, and learn from it. So I'm, I'm like super excited to know what, what, what did it do for you? Yeah. I I mean, I think it was very successful. I was definitely very nervous about the reception and who would participate, but ultimately we had a very large group chat. Yes. Um, (laughs) Although most people didn't speak, we um, didn't uh, actually chat. There were some times where people were more active and there were some things that people said ultimately, or just, you know, shared some things. And I really, really appreciate it because sometimes it feels like we're just talking to each other or just talking to the wall. It's nice to know that even if um, people are not going to chat or share because of whatever reason, it's nice to know that they are listening, that they are are still participating. So I, I'm grateful for everyone who participated in the fast in some capacity, right. even if it was just to be in the group and listen to the sermons or the worship music. Right, right. And also for me, it was wonderful to hear the private testimonies and people say, you know, I didn't necessarily respond to you all in the chat. But trust me, this fast did something for me or this fast was confirmation because, you know, I was talking to my pastor or my sister or my therapist and I told them something needs to change. And here you came up with this fast. So it's confirmation that this was the thing to do. So thank you. And it really touched our hearts to hear these personal stories because some people didn't necessarily feel it necessary to share it in the chat, but they they texted us and spoke with us privately and I shared it with you. So th- it was just a wonderful thing. And I think one of one or two people I asked if they were okay if I sent the message to the chat and they were like, it was fine, you know, because we never want to expose someone who does not want to be exposed, you know? Right, so right. I, I think it was just really wonderful. And I'm so happy, Emmy, to have been doing it with you and just have 
all of our 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 avid supporters, our family, our friends, our loved ones who were just there with us for this ride, and to know that no one was alone in this. Yeah, no yeah. I mean, I I do appreciate everyone uh, again, and even like the like the messages that came through that really mm -hmm. touched me, mm -hmm. and it wasn't an easy journey, right? Like, I feel like you and I talked about this fast, um, kind of like throwing out the idea before and then we kind of like sped into it. So I don't think like we gave <laughs> a lot of people a lot of time to mentally prepare. I feel mm. like we announced it on a Wednesday and started it on a Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and right. it didn't, you, you know, I think next time we're going to give a lot more lead time, but we really wanted to do it. And we had just ended our season and we thought it would be a perfect time right. to do it. And mm -hmm. I think it just really worked out well. And I think there was a lot of effort into the stuff that we were putting into the chat wow. um, from the journal, the, the daily, uh, we were using a book, a guided mm -hmm. uh, fast book for 21 days that we posted in the chat daily. We right. posted uh, worship music, um, we uh, posted sermons and prayers and the sermons were to help guide us on our themes and right. as well as the prayers, because we were hearing, learning to hear the voice of God, obedience to the voice of God and trusting the voice of God. And I personally learned so much. I learned about myself. And I think sometimes when you clear out the noise and the distraction and you have that time to God, and you make that commitment, that personal sacrifice, whatever it is. Uh, like we gave up food and something addition. I gave up TV. Mm -hmm. And I realized early on that I needed a lot of noise because mm -hmm. I needed to be distracted all the time. I don't like to sit with my thoughts um, because they go all over the place and they can be, you know, just depressing. <laughs> so I like the noise all the time and, and not having that noise and remembering that even when I'm going through something or what I'm thinking about, I can put it before God. And that's something I am trying to make a priority in my thought process, right? Like you take every thought into captivity and put it to the submission of Jesus Christ, right? Like who does Jesus say we are? You know, who, what is God's love is Jesus. And just kind of capturing that and making sure that no matter what I'm feeling emotionally or thinking, even if it's, you know, destructive against myself, right? Like a lot of us have like this negative self-talk. I can put it before God and, and he can help me through it. Right. So that was my my biggest takeaway. Well, actually, there's two. That one, and the second one is that what I learned is what God told me when hearing the voice of God. <laughs> he told me that I don't really trust Him, which was like like mind blowing, right? Mm -hmm. say, you know, I'm I'm waiting on God. I'm trusting God, and He's like, you don't really trust me because you haven't shown me in your steps, right? Like that whole obedience thing. I'm just like, well, I don't know what to expect. So I don't know. And he's just like, take the step and trust me. And so what I'm learning to do is instead of being stuck on big decisions, I'm just going to move forward and trust that God got me. It's like walking on a tightrope that's only like two feet above ground. <laughs> you get on the tightrope and you're so scared, but you don't realize like you're only like two feet above ground. You're not going to, you're nothing bad is going to happen. And nothing is catastrophic. Um, and God can fix anything. And 
If I really trust him, I would trust him in the process to allow myself to even make mistakes. I think sometimes I get into my own head that I can't make mistakes because my mistakes would be catastrophic. And and I think mm-hmm. that's like, probably a cultural thing. And um, not only being a, a child of a uh, first generation, child of Nigerian Yoruba mm-hmm. people, <laughs> also being a black mm-hmm. woman in this in this country being told that you have to be better than everyone and work harder and mm-hmm. people remember your mistakes more you being in that constant state of panic and fear and anxiety doesn't allow me to move and god said well i want you to move and i want you to trust me and so if you don't move you don't trust me and i can't bless you the way that i want to if right. you don't take that step Look at that. I, I loved what you said about trusting because when you trust, you know, you think of trust as a finite thing, but it's actually a journey. It's a process. It's uh, it's constantly moving, right? Trusting yeah. itself is constantly moving. You can't just say, I trust, and then that's it. It's like, <laughs> right? It's not just something you just put like a period poop, you know, it doesn't work that way. Actually, trusting is, is, is ongoing because there are certain things that cause people to mistrust. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that that I think it's actually a wonderful thing to 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 feel that where God is actually saying you gotta move. You can't just say these things. I have to see your actions. You know, we always talk about you know uh, when Christ. He, he's he's all about that action, right? So yeah. God expects that from us. We have to actively be doing something in order to manifest the things that we want because he wants everything good for us. But sometimes there are going to be hurdles. There are going to be, you know, uh, um, challenges that we're going to experience. But those challenges are supposed to help build character, help build grit and integrity and, and, and endurance. Because without them, how do we know if we can overcome? So I think that the fast for me has taught me about being really obedient and really trusting God because I've always... And, you know, since I've become a Christian, like I'm pretty much like I believe like whatever I say is going to happen. There's never a doubt for me that anything that I say is not going to happen. And that's and and I don't know if that's a I can't call it cockiness, but there's definitely confidence. Let me put it that way. There's confidence that it will happen. It will be. I, I don't worry about it because it, there's a real there's there's relief and release and freedom in knowing that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Right. So I think for me, feeling like that, I feel even more empowered during the fast because I learned some things about myself. Like I went to Atlanta for a book signing. Um, there were like a couple, like, like about 10 authors that wrote an anthology and it's called um, uh, uh, Valid Transparencies. And I wrote about abuse that I had um, undergone when I was 12 years old. And I remember one of the speakers saying that when we go through, when we call the word triggers, triggers are really your childhood traumas. Because what happens is that your body remembers what it went through, your mind remembers what you went through, and it immediately becomes in defense mode. That's why we're triggered, right? So if you go back to your elementary school, you realize the lockers, the chairs, the tables were tiny, are tiny. And you're like, why did they seem so big? But they were big because your six-year-old self and your eight-year-old self and your 12-year-old self only saw it in that moment, in that mode. But now at your 30, 40, 50-year-old self, 
you are realizing, wait a second, I'm okay. I turned out all right. I'm not as you know, scared as I used to be. Um, I'm not as fearful or whatever the case might be. You teach your old self or your young self that you're going to be okay and have them come to an agreement so that you can feel free. And I've never heard that explanation, but it completely makes sense. Because if your young self is reacting to everything that's happening now, it already happened before. So you don't need to be defensive about it because you know how to deal with it. And I feel like that made me really connect with God because it was like, God, you brought me through that time and I'm alive today and I can be a testimony for other women who have undergone it. And those who didn't, maybe parents who need to understand their own children who have undergone, you know, that abuse or things like that. I think that I'm a walking testimony for it. So it just made me thank God and say, thank you for bringing me through that time. You know, I don't feel like a victim anymore because I was you know, I was victimized, but I wasn't a victim. Let me put it that way. And it just made me thank God and show the power of God and how, you know, through challenges and hurt and deceit, you can still overcome and, and be victorious. And that's that's what I learned during this time of this fasting. So it couldn't come at a better time for my life. Oh, amen. I, I love that rele uh, revelation. And, yeah. and I think that a lot of it has to do with perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that we we talked about um, um, during this fast period was sometimes we are so focused on the small, mm -hmm. um, the immediate and ourselves that we forget that there's a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So in, in hearing God's God's voice, we think that it's only about us or whatever we're praying about. It's only about us. And mm -hmm. God has to orchestrate a lot of things to work together for good mm -hmm. for all that are called, right? Not, mm -hmm. just really, not just yummy, all that is called and all of these things work together. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we get so stuck on our, our own trauma or trigger or our inefficiencies or our, our doubts or whatever we are dealing with personally, we don't understand how that works on a macro scale. How your testimony can be a generation to break generational curses. Mm -hmm. Like you think that this happened to me, but yeah, God can use everything that happened to you for right. good. Right. And he can take your trauma and make it a blessing for someone else. Right. And right. he can take our sadness mm -hmm. and make it a lesson for someone else. Like mm -hmm. there's so many things that can happen to us. And I think we think small, we need to think big, <laughs> large and in charge. Absolutely. And it, I love the fact that you said we have to start, you know, thinking um, small because we're limiting ourselves because when they say that the sky is the limit, you know, hearing those things before and understanding what they mean now, truly it, it's a, it's a paradigm shift for you, right? Because you're like, well, yeah, yeah. The sky's the limit. I know, I know, but we choose to limit ourselves because God wants all for us. Right. So if he wants all for us, why should we limit ourselves to these small little minuscule things that are irrelevant in the bigger scheme of things? There's a much bigger picture that we need to try to reach that and, and do everything that we can to get to that bigger picture, keeping our eye on the prize, keeping our eyes on God, focusing on God. Stop worrying about, you know, our, our, 
um, well, what do we call it? Our circle of influence versus our circle of concern, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we concern ourselves with so much that we forget what the mission is, what our, our path is supposed to be. And I think this is teaching us that the less concerned we are about the outside, the closer to God we become because we don't need to be distraction, distracted. I will fo- if we're focused on him, there are no distractions. You know, and when they do come, we just put those blinders on because at the end of the day, if we focus on him, then it shows that we are obedient. It shows that we trust him. It shows that everything that comes with that will 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 manifest itself. But we cannot be concerned about those matters of the world. Yeah, I think I think God wants to place us in in positions and he wants to use us for for a purpose and he calls everyone he tells everyone he gives everyone a message and if you're you're stopping and saying hey god i want to hear from you he's Mm -hmm. going to speak to you but sometimes we do need to put the blinders on so that we can focus on him and that's why fasting is so important Mm -hmm. and i love the fact that we said this was our first because it just meant that we are going to do it again. Right. That's the only time you use the, the word first, right? Yeah. Use the word first when you know there's going to be more. And I think it's so yeah. important to have like a pause mm-hmm. and focus on communicating with God, because mm-hmm. if there's anything I learned is that, or anything that has transformed me mm-hmm. is that my desire to be close to God has grown. Mm-hmm. Like my desire to learn about his word, my desire to hear from him, my desire to do his will has grown. My desire to trust and be obedient has grown even in my fear. And, you know, you said earlier that trust is a journey, but I, I agree. I think trust looks different in different stages. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes where we get good, good responses to our trust. So we like, yeah, I trust God. And mm-hmm. there's times where we're in our waiting period, we're trusting God, but we're waiting and it looks like it's taking too long to move forward. And we still have to trust. The trust can be ugly. The trust can be questioning. The trust can be beautiful. But if we step out on trust and faith, in obedience to God, he's going to do something. It is a return on investment every single time. He will not disappoint if you step out on faith and, and, and obedience. Mm-hmm. You just need to do it to see that return. And we hear so many stories and we're like, oh my God, I love your testimony. But we can say that and not do it. And we just right. need to just do it. Like, what is it? Like, that's a Nike slogan. Just do yeah, it. Just do it. That's it. Yep. Just do it. You know, um, when I was in Atlanta, actually, a friend of mine, a friend that actually we were co-authors of the of my first book, but <laughs> but um, she said, she said, Philia, how would it feel if you literally just woke up and you let that stuff go? That stuff that happened to you in your past. Do you imagine how freeing it would be to literally just let it go? It doesn't boggle you down anymore. It doesn't weigh you down. It won't affect you anymore. You can physically move on how freeing that is. And, it, you know, growing up, you hear, oh, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. The mind is the strongest thing, da, da, da. But truly, truly, it's your mind. You literally, when they say let go and let God, it, it means for real, let go and let God. And let go meaning 
I can't do anything about the past. I can't do anything about what happened to me. I can't do anything about what this person said to me or did to me or, or, or treated me. It's done. It's done. You can't go back in time and fix it, but you can let go and really, truly, truly let God. And it's, there's nothing more freeing than trusting that process. And when she said it, it's like the light bulb went up because I knew that I know this to be the case, but actually doing it, like you said, you got to do something about it. Saying it is only half the battle. Thinking about it, you know, is only half the battle, but actually doing it, that process itself is the only way you can reach that completion. So, so it's definitely a testament to what you're saying. Yeah, I think, I, I think there's so much to gain that we've gained from this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost mind blowing because we took the little and we expanded it and made it bigger. And there's so many messages that we have personally, individually, collectively. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for this time. It just has piqued my desire to do it again and again. And like, I, like I said, I can't wait for the next one because we put some, we put effort into creating this fast and having the themes. And I, I have ideas for other themes like breaking bondage. Um, yeah. um, I, I feel like sometimes we, we struggle because we haven't broken the chains or we haven't let go of our past. And I think that would be a great, great thing to fast on. How do we move on? <laughs> from our hurt, our disappointment, our traumas, and, and how do we break generational curses or, or things that we don't know? Because mm-hmm. this, there's things in the spiritual realm that are at work and, and we need to not only acknowledge it, but tap into how we can, we can bind it. What's, you know, bind it in heaven, bind it in earth, right? Loose it in heaven, loose it on earth. It, it's a mirror plane. So we need to do both. So I think I'm excited. I um I just want to say that even though we have all this good stuff to say about the fast and how we had revelation and we had um we got closer to God and we're excited to do this again, it doesn't mean the fast was easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Was right. difficult. There were parts that I struggled with. I think the the thing that I struggled with the most was the journaling. Um mm. spending that time writing to God. At first I I did it. I was good at doing it. But as soon as I got busy at work, I'm just in work mode and then I'm too tired to do it. Like I I don't have the 20 minutes to set aside for lunch. I'm I'm eating lunch and working. So then it ends up being at the end of the day and I'm tired. I'm too tired to journal. And so I just want to say that we're saying all these good things, but it's not easy. And that's why it becomes a practice and you get better and you just try the best that you can in the, with which, what you have, right. You do what you can, with what you have. And each time you try to focus on getting better, you right. say like, I, I was only able to get through it one week. So next time do two weeks, you know, where I think, I don't know, I feel like I have to discuss, but I think the three week, three weeks is magical. Yes, it's magical. It's magical to me, or not mm-hmm. magical. We say it's God. It's it's spirit <laughs> filled, and right. I just think we're just going to. I just want us to elevate as a group, as a community. Like treading faith is a family. The fasting group was a fit is a family. Um, I, I I I don't know. I'm just really excited for the next venture, and I just want to encourage people that 
you can do it. And even if you can do it for a little while or you stop, start, stop, start. The fact is, if you have a desire and your heart is in it, God recognizes that, right? Like you are giving something to God. You're making a living, living, you're making your body and everything around you a living sacrifice. And that's an exchange. It's an exchange for something God is going to give you. I completely agree. I think that um, that during this fast, I think that what we learned the most, like you said, is that revelation. It's like understanding that you know, with with patience and virtue and 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 commitment, that you would you're going to gain something from it. And you know, during this fast, it wasn't easy, like you mentioned, right? Because for me, I struggled with um, keeping up with the time frame that I was committed to because it always felt like it was changing um, because so much was going on. It almost seemed like the minute I committed to the fast, that's when things started happening. Things with my house, things with my children's father. It was like work. It was like a lot was happening. And as I said, I just remember one time, you know, when I get nervous or anxious, I start munching on things and I started munching on some, <laughs> some pita chips and, and, you know, and, and, uh, Quan was like, um, yeah, you Sure, you're supposed to be eating that. I don't think that was part of the fast. Some of the <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm so angry. I'm so mad right now. I just hate this." And I remember that day, you know, uh, reaching out in the chat saying, "Do I just start all over? I feel like I messed up. I feel like a failure. I'm supposed to be one of the administrators, you know, orchestrating this, and here I am screwing up, and people are doing better than me." And I just started feeling so defeated. And you know, you and a couple of 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 our, you know our the people who support us were like no you just start from where you are it's not a big deal it's okay god understands god knows your heart you just keep going you don't stop you don't start all over you don't need to be defeated that's what you know that's why jesus died on on the cross for us you know and it just made me feel so much better and and made me say you're right i could just do a do over i'm not condemned i'm not imprisoned you know so so I, I think for me, I struggled the most with it. But after a while, it started to feel like second nature to the point that I felt like we didn't need to, I, like I, I'm not missing anything at this point, you know? So I think for me, I am just ecstatic about what we did. And we said, this is our first. It will not be our last. I'm looking forward to many more. I'm looking forward to discussing other topics because this this uh, this revelation to me put me in a whole other you know stratosphere spiritually. Amen, Philia. Amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on our journey or our final journey on this 21 day fast. Um, before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would love to close with a prayer. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Father God, thank you. Accept our fasting. Accept all that we have done with success. We extend our gratitude for being with us as we resisted many temptations, Father God, 
that sought to destroy our faith in you. Thank you for pouring new refreshment and peace and passion into our hearts as we had completed this fast. Please help us to keep hold of this new treasure in our hearts as we return to our normal patterns of life. Father God, we thank you for our abundant love and, and care for us. Thank you for forgiving all of our sins, even for the sins that we do not realize that we commit. Thank you for everything that you have done in our past, everything that you are doing and everything that you will continue to do for us, oh Lord. Please fill us with your wisdom and your compassion for others. Father God, may you bless us with your never-ending love, Father God. May you fill our cups with joy and may our lands overflow with your abundance. Father God, help keep us to serve you in all that we do and help us to honor you both today and every day. Father God, we have asked you and time and time again to continue to bless us and, 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 and grace us with your mercy, Father God, and be the beacon of our light, Father God, so we know to always look to you. We pray that we continue to hear you and discern your voice, Father God, and that we trust you, Father God, but most importantly, that we obey you, Father. Father God, your loving kindness knows no bounds. Our words in so much turmoil, and we find ourselves fearful at times, but help us to remember the example you set for us. From the words of our mouths to the meditation of our hearts, may it be pleasing to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Amen.